Joffe, episode number 19. This is a seriously powerful podcast. I'm going to get straight into it, but let me just introduce Charlotte uh, before we go in. So I've known Charlotte for a few years now. She's been in the fitness industry, uh, coaching as a personal trainer, management, management, all that kind of stuff for a long time. So she's got a huge wealth of experience, but she's kind of directed her attention to understanding why people do what they do and how they can really kind of get the results they want by changing things around their mindset you know we're, we're so quick to when someone starts an exercise regime to talk about diet and nutrition but actually just understanding what you want to get out of it how you approach that um, is so important so I'm not going to give anything away because I want you to hear it from Charlotte but this is going to be a very very popular one and um, I'll be honest this could be if you listen to this this could be a real game changer for you so enjoy this one Okay, welcome to the next episode of the Coffee Joffrey podcast. I have a guest on today. I have Charlotte here with me. Charlotte, how are you doing? Very well, thank you. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Charlotte, I'm really excited to get you on the show, um, mainly because you offer something that's a very different to what we've had before in terms of um, still related to health and fitness, but a little bit more to do with like the mindset and, and that kind of stuff. Do you want to introduce yourself a little bit and then we'll go into that? Yeah, sure, definitely. So I am a coach, educator, author, and have been in the fitness industry for around just over 15 years. I've been in the UAE for almost six years. I spent a lot of my career in commercial fitness. Um, the biggest thing I learned in 15 years is that it doesn't matter how fancy the gym is, how fancy the kit is, what Word. playlist you've got. It means absolutely nothing if the mind is not in check and where it needs to be, which is obviously then led on to what we're working on now, which is all around coaching from a mindset perspective. Not only that, helping fitness professionals understand on a deeper level so that they can then affect more of the general public as well. Um, and now we're pulling it all together to launch a new brand towards the end of the year. Oh, nice. We'll, we'll find out a little bit more about your brand as you go on. So you're very much working with the general population, but then obviously your knowledge to fit pros as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a nice spin-off because there's a lot of trainers out there that are often asking about this missing link of how do they actually get their clients to adhere to what they're doing yeah. uh, or what they're saying that they should be doing. And there's a massive gap for it and many, many people are seeing a benefit and using the tools that we're giving them now with clients, which is just having a ripple effect, which is awesome for us to see. It's almost like that you can lead a horse to water kind of effect, right? Exactly like yeah. that, yeah. All right, so let's kind of delve in then. Um, there's more to health and fitness than just energy expenditure, calories in, calories out, what type of training you're doing. You know, where, where can you kind of start us off on that? Well, traditionally, a lot of mindset when it comes to fitness and health is around, we change the behavior, we get a different result. So calories in, calories out is around behavior only. But what triggers behavior in the first place? Naturally, it's the state that we show up in as to whether we're gonna actually adhere to these behaviors or not. Yeah. But what triggers then the states is our conditioning and all of our learned behavior, what's going on on a much deeper level from our subconscious, right? Because consciously, we're sitting here in a conversation. Subconsciously, I'm not telling myself to breathe and so on, right? Yeah, so you yeah, get yeah. the difference. But 95% of the time, we are behaving from our unconscious space. And most people are not even communicating consciously with their subconscious, which is causing them problems. So they wonder why they can't do something or wonder why they get great results and then they go backwards. I think statistically it's like 85% of people now that 
um, achieve a weight loss goal as an example within four weeks they go back to where they were or in that direction which is insane yeah and like what i like most about this is that you're not just someone who's um you know woke up one day and decided to go down that mindset route i can't imagine how many people you've trained obviously through your experience in the commercial gyms and you've had people who have failed and been one of those people who have got really good weight loss results and you see them four weeks later like you've been there and you've seen that so what can you um you know in terms of the people that are coming in what's the biggest switch that needs to be made responsibility taking responsibility and knowing the difference when you're not we're so quick to blame when something doesn't go our way it was that diet that didn't work it was that trainer it was that gym i'm going to cancel that gym i'm going to go to another gym it's just lack of responsibility for the own behaviors and own communication with oneself as to why they're actually doing it in the first place it's amazing that you said that because I've actually got someone who I'm working with at the moment. She'll probably listen to this as well. She'll know who she is. And she said to me, you know, she's chasing a weight loss goal. Like she needs it for her health. And she's gone through personal trainers and gone to different gyms and all that kind of stuff. And she said to me a couple of weeks ago, this is the first time that she's felt responsible for her own fitness in terms of if there was a session, like it doesn't happen very often, but if there's a session that she can't attend or I can't attend or, you know, it's not the routine, she's gone, well, I still need to do something about it, which is amazing in terms of the responsibility side of it. Yeah, definitely. It's paramount. For any goal outside of health and fitness, everything, if you're taking full responsibility, you can find a way and you will take that on and you'll own it and then you will tap into whatever part of you needs to step up to the plate and actually deliver on it and do it. So what? just delve into a little bit more about mindset because I feel like if you went online and looked at almost every personal trainer out there, they would, they would tie in um, fat loss, uh, you know, muscle tone, build, and then they would just add on at the end mindset as well. Like what, what, do you, what does it really mean in terms of mindset? It's simply, we've heard this before, it's just a setting of the mind and it depends on what the client is looking for as to how a trainer can even influence that in the first place because they'll see that as, oh yeah, great, this will be something different and then nine times out of ten, the trainer's actually just being a bit more motivating and actually, if you really understand what motivation is, it's just a state and all of our states are fleeting. Nobody is high as a kite, super intensely happy every second of every day. True. But yet we expect the same with motivation. We expect it to show up for us. Yeah. But we generate our own states and nobody can give us motivation. So our self-initiated motivation comes from our core values. So only 20% of the fancy gym, the trainer, the congratulations, the recognition, the playlist, yeah. you know, all of that is only 20% of it. So yeah. you're missing out a massive chunk and most people don't know what their own core values are in the realm of health and fitness. And there's a big blind spot. But, so if someone's sat there and they're going, I haven't got the results I've wanted in the last five years, I've joined numerous gyms, I've done numerous trainers, that you're very much putting them into that position that they might need to actually take a step back and go, hey, what's going on in the mind? Yeah, 100%, definitely, because there'll be emotion attached to that. So when we're talking mind, we're talking about these, like, you know, the beliefs, we're talking about the self-talk and all that chat, but all of that links to our emotions. And if our emotions are fueling this dialogue that we've got going on in over and over, these loops of, I failed this many times, or I can't do this, or I can't do that, then it's kind of game over. So being aware of the emotional drive, as well as the actual reasoning itself and the values, then if you're not clear on that, you're less likely to get a result. I'd, 
we've kind of just tied that into your exercise as well in terms of being motivated to go to the gym and do the exercise but i'd imagine it's a whole different ballpark when it comes to food and that side of it the nutrition side of it definitely and that's why if ever i'm working with somebody in this context it's more around health and fitness and everything that encompasses that so that would obviously include nutrition in there we have core values for different areas of our lives and nine times out of ten if we can get these values first of all become aware of them and then actually align them towards what you want the nutrition falls into place naturally yeah you've got to have the skills and the the, the practical knowledge of you know calories and you know what is good quality food versus perhaps uh, food that's not as good quality yeah and from there um it will happen automatically if you've got that mindset right you've seen you may have seen this study they did at harvard which was they gave the milkshake study have you heard of this before maybe just refresh my memory so again if anybody hasn't heard it they basically they got two like test groups they gave one group uh, a calorific shake proper okay. kind of black tap style yeah yeah um, wow yeah. shake probably worse than that um they gave one group this and then the other group they said okay this is a slimming shake you're going to be healthier you're going to lose weight and all the rest of it Lo and behold, a month later, after all the tests and so forth, they come and they find out they've both been drinking the same milkshake, but yet the people that thought that it was healthier for them, their neurology gave them that result. And the people okay. that had the other like placebo shake essentially um, stayed the same or gained weight because their mind was not in sync with what's going on with their own self. Yeah, it's kind of like being all in as well with everything that you do, isn't it? Like if you it goes back to and like these guys have heard me say this all the time like exercise being that keystone habit like if you're all in with something like everything aligns up so if you go and exercise in the morning the last thing you want to go and do is eat junk food or you know you're going to sleep better that night you're going to have improved mood and that kind of stuff as well so it's everything all encompassing i guess and that's what it's all about is integrating all those areas because we expect so much of ourselves of okay on during the week we must do this and on the weekend we can go all out and do that and it just conflicts itself drastically if i go back to what i've said about like the dialogue it's the classic example we say okay right on sunday or monday we're going to wake up we're going to be super healthy we're going to eat well and we have all good intentions and you may do that for a while but then we go and reach and have a donut or something your subconscious is now confused because now it's thinking well donut must be healthy because that's yeah. the instruction we've just given to it. Yeah. And the way we are literally designed is that we have to give ourselves clear direction. So if we don't give ourselves clear direction, it's, we're going to get vague results because there's lack of clarity. I want to come back to this point because I'm going to use this as my own sort of like therapy as well. <laughs> <laughs> but before we do that, I just wanted to ask, so someone, when you sit down with someone for the first time, whether you're their coach or you know, you're teaching one of the fit pros as a coach as well, what are the kind of things that you go over? Like the obvious one would be like goal setting, right? I'm always a big advocate of if the goal is big enough, you will do whatever it takes. You could go on a real restrictive diet. You could go to the gym five, six days a week if the goal is big enough. Whereas, you know, if you just wake up after the weekend, you're like, ah, I need to get in shape, you know, and you go, right, I'm going to go full ketogenic or something like that. And the goal's not really there. Yep. It's going gonna, it's gonna to drop out at some point, probably after a day or two. So what would be the first things that happen when you sit down with someone? So this is a biggie because a lot of trainers find this as a bit of a barrier because most clients that come in, they always want to go jump kind of straight into exercise. If, you, if we're sitting down talking, then how can I possibly be getting a result? So immediately there's one barrier there that I think is important that a mind shift happens because 
you've got to take the time to understand. So before we even get to goal setting, it will be a case of, okay, what is your current reality? And not just based on lifestyle, but what are you thinking? What's the relationship with yourself and your body? What's the relationship with yourself and your quality of thinking? Because if, again, those things aren't in place, there's no way that you can align them with a goal. So like we touched upon core values as one element is one we elicit those. Before we even touch a goal, we need to understand what's important for you. Why are you even here in the first place? Because then you know why you have the goal. Because most people have goals that they think they should have rather than goals that they've actually consciously chosen. And media has got obviously a lot to do with that. Yeah. And a lot of people blame media and social media and these influencers, this and this and that. Yeah. And again, I go back to responsibility. Where's the responsibility for you actually being the gatekeeper of your own mind and understanding what you're allowing into your mind and how you're interpreting it? So one of the things we do with clients when they come in is we kind of teach them how we're designed when it comes to why are we perceiving things the way that we do? Why are we perceiving that we have to go to the gym or we have to do this or we have to eat like that? And when they start to understand that they're in control of their own perceptions, they get to choose new ones, which gets very exciting. Yeah, and I guess the education side from a coach comes to comes from as well. You know, like every person you sit down with, they no matter where they're starting, they could be massively overweight or you know have an injury. Everyone's like goal is six pack, you know, booty shorts in the gym, all of this kind of stuff. But then it's actually setting an expectation on what that actually means. So you know, yeah, that's fine if you want to get a six pack. But as a coach, I'm going to tell you what it means to to get to that position. You know, you're going to cut out on your social life. You know at home you know you're not going to be going out for dinner with your wife or your husband and having a bottle of wine and a curry like there's other things that yeah. come into it that tie in to you know reaching that kind of expectation so i think that's a big responsibility of the coach as well definitely and that's the extremes you know most people yeah they would like maybe a six packer to look like you know cover model and all the rest of it but yeah. if you think about the general public they don't they want to be healthy yeah they want to look good so they feel good but if you say to somebody how would you like to maybe weigh the same on the scale, but you get to look and feel the way you want to? They don't care about the number on the scale all of a sudden because you're already taking it to a different level of, oh, hey, actually, then I get everything I want anyway. Yeah. I work, I'm working with an awesome group of ladies and they've kind of made that shift where they're consistently exercising now. They're really trying to dial in their nutrition. And it was really interesting that one of the ladies said, I just want to look like I work out. And I thought that was a cool statement, you know, like she wasn't saying, you know, I want to parade around the gym with booty shorts and their crops off and that kind of stuff. She's like, I just want to be able to, you know, go and pick my kids up from school and people think, oh, you know, she must work out. She wears her active wear, but she actually exercises kind of thing. All right, let's, um, right, let's go back to what I was going to talk about before, because the whole, like, I was speaking to Charlotte before she did 10 days of, was it no talking, no... Yeah, I'll so, let you explain a little bit. Yeah, so it's silent meditation. So it's called Vipassana. Um, it's like an ancient Indian style of meditation. I'm fascinated by this. Um, it's, it was it an awesome experience. It was 10 days, complete silence, no speaking to anybody else, no pen, no paper, obviously no technology, uh, which is a bit of a shock to the system. The biggest challenge for me was not being able to get my thoughts out of my head. So the talking, I was actually okay with. Yeah. The weird part as well, though, is you're, you can't even make eye contact with anybody else. Wow. That was tough. Yeah. Like, because it's just so natural to, to do that, but it's part of it. And Especially so in, like, our kind of trade as well. Like, you're always trying to, like, make people just, feel comfortable around you. Exactly. And... It's just human nature. We connect. Like, yeah. you know, this is just, just how we are. But, yeah, it was interesting because 
you know, when you're in that state of mind and when after the first couple of days when you are completely fasted from everything that we think is who we are, we start to feel different things physically, obviously mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and it has a massive, massive impact um, on your outlook afterwards as well. Coming back to the real world was interesting. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, like, what was... I guess you, you might not be able to sum up in one kind of like sentence, but what was the biggest thing that you kind of learned from that in terms of? How far removed we are from ourselves. That's deep. That's your one sentence. Yeah, no, that's good. <laughs> and to be honest, you, you actually summed it up as well. The reason I say that, and let's bring it back to kind of health and fitness, is because not only that, when, when you're there, you're on a pure um, vegetarian diet, you don't have you drinking water that's that's your only option um and you become very sensitive to the things that we put inside of our body as well it's not just about you know what we're thinking obviously that's a big part of it is getting to a place of purity but it's also a big part when you come back to the real world and you do start to have something that maybe you haven't been having so for example on the last day the big breakfast was like all these little indian sweets i don't remember the name of the sweet now um but I literally had like must have been the size of my, my fingertip just a tiny bite and my body that's the sensations and the tingles that I felt just from pure sensitivity but yeah. where I just been completely fasted the entire time just showed my body was like freaking out well, what is this you don't need this yeah yeah um, and that was an interesting um, spin for me so let me um like I said I like to use this as my own little bit of therapy as well um so I spoke to you a little bit before about I got into a little bit of meditation. It was a couple of years ago now. Probably did it for about six weeks where I would go into the gym earlier on and I would just spend 20 minutes just sat by myself, no one else in there, complete silence, just with my own thoughts kind of thing. But then I got to a point where I just couldn't do it anymore and I just, in my head, I was like, I can't force myself to do it. It just didn't feel right. Now you said that might be the same as like exercise for someone, right? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Because the minute you try and force yourself to do anything, there's resistance. And if there's resistance present, you're only going to get so far. It's like rowing in a rowing boat against the current and giving yourself a more, like a bigger oar yeah. that's actually not going to help you. It's just going to give you even more resistance. Yeah. So the minute yeah. you allow yourself to allow that meditation to be whatever it will be, that's when you're really meditating. If you're judging it and thinking, I can't do it, yeah. then you're not actually meditating anyway, you're kind of wandering off in your own thinking. But there's many different types of meditation and I think people give up on it a bit too soon. I, I think I probably was one of those people. There's so many really good meditations that include a lot of breath work. Yeah. So you're just concentrating on your own breathing, whether that's different sequences of breathing or whether you're just concentrating on your own natural breath. But there's certain meditations that you can do that actually improve your fitness and your health. Yeah. So many times we, we see it in, especially in mainstream fitness and maybe when some of the trainers are a bit more fresh and maybe not as savvy as what they could be when it comes to people training from a hormonal perspective training from that chemical perspective rather than you've got to do high intensity training yeah and if you're not doing 100 burpees per session then what are you even doing here yeah. kind of mentality is messing people up physically mentally emotionally everything because they're already coming to you and obviously this is very generalized but most people come and they've got busy lives, they've got stressors going on, and if they're not taking time to take care of their mental and emotional health, and they're pinning it all on the endorphin hit from the physical side, 
they're going to be overwhelmed with even more stress inside their body if that's how they're training. So when people can start to align themselves and kind of calm down those erratic brain waves, if you like, when we meditate, it can actually make your health and fitness goals even better. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm just thinking back to when I first started as a trainer. Like that was my only trainer thought, like, more work is better, more yeah, work, more too. work. And you would just yeah. watch people lie on the floor in pools of their own sweat. And, yeah. like, my approach now is completely different to that. Yep. You know, in terms of, like, someone's first session, like, my, my aim is to make sure that you're not, <laughs> you're not dying. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. to make sure that you get your, you're out of breath, you get a little bit of sweat on, you get that endorphin kick, yeah. but then you feel ready to come back and do it again. And I think... I think a lot of trainers, I think that comes with experience as well. Yeah, you know, sure. there's a lot of people that, you know, step out of an office and become a personal trainer and they learn that over their time. Yeah. But it's, you know, that, that will probably come back down to another podcast in terms of like choosing your trainer and making sure they've got so, something they can work with you from their experience kind of thing. It comes back to the responsibility of the client because it's the same. You can read whatever you want online, get whatever training you want. But if you're not taking responsibility for you understanding your own body and the way that you work and the way that we're designed, anybody can sell you anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so it's not even the, the trainer's fault necessarily if they're thinking like that, but it's the client's responsibility to look in the right places and to do their own research before they just jump in and think they can buy their results rather than actually take action themselves. Okay, we might have already covered a few of these already, but maybe you can think of another one. Common mistakes that you see people making when working towards their health and fitness goals. Believing that self-sabotage is a thing. I love that you, you've already got it there, ready to go. It's <laughs> awesome. I feel like I'm putting you on the spot straight away for statement. No, it's That's good. good. It's good. It's, Explain. Um, yeah, people think that they, it's something else, right? It's, I can't do this, like, I had to stop doing it because I couldn't do it. And they're like, I'm just sabotaging myself, or I ate unhealthy when I know I was supposed to be eating healthy. And they blame themselves, and then they get stuck in this loop of, I feel guilty for it, and then it leads down the line to what's the point, and so on. And again, that's a big generalisation, but yeah, yeah. it's a lot of what I'm seeing out there and what a lot of feedback from other coaches I'm seeing is happening. And when we start to understand that self-sabotage isn't a thing, they're just words. That's yeah. something you're creating to blame and not take responsibility. Yeah, so it leads back to responsibility again. Exactly. And if there's any one message from this conversation, it is responsibility because that's the only place that you can start from. So that, that kind of ties nicely into the next one then, like something that people can do today that they can take away and execute right away and it would be literally start thinking about, would it be a case of thinking about, about what they've done in the past, maybe mistakes and stuff they've made or it's literally from today, start taking responsibility for everything that you do? I think the latter. If you're taking responsibility from this moment on, it doesn't matter what's happened in the past. Yeah. The only thing to be mindful of if you're going to have that kind of reflection, I think it's important to, to dig a bit deeper, is to understand what was the dialogue that caused those maybe potential failures or the undesired results from the past. Because those are the little kind of voices and thoughts that are going to only stop you from this time. So it's not the fact that you may be been backwards and forwards in the past. It's the fact that you're still completely unaware of what was the thought process, what was triggering these behaviours. And we go back to what I said at the beginning, what state was I in when I was trying to do that? Yeah. And, you know, what emotional reason, what... Um, like perceptions did I carry that got me to that point? What perception are you willing to change to be able to move forward in a different way? Otherwise you'll end up just repeating the same patterns. And I'm pretty sure everybody's heard the whole saying, if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, yeah. expecting a different result, 
insanity. It's not going to continue. Yeah. All right, Charlotte. Um, is there anything else that you can kind of, or you want to tie in? Because I, I can tell we could sit here forever and just talk and talk and talk. But is there anything that you think that would be really valuable for the listeners that they can take away and kind of not apply today because I've already asked that, but is there anything else you want to get off your mind and share your wisdom? I feel that we, on a big scale, need to start obviously taking responsibility but start understanding that it's not just our physical body we've got to take care of it's our emotional body our mental body and our spiritual body and if we're not integrating those things and if we're not paying attention to those things we're going to neglect some areas and it's going to come back to bite you when you don't want it to yeah so you can actually find out more about that i've got um i've actually charlotte was kind enough to let me have the mind shift mat which is she's an author she mentioned at the start so I'm definitely going to give that one a read and you said that the listeners can have an electronic copy of this as well yeah definitely so just drop me a message on any of the social media platforms or drop me an email tell us where tell us where and i'll tie it in anyway where can we find you uh kaizen life spark for all mindset and emotions and spiritual stuff and then for fit pros wanting more from a mindset physical perspective rehab.revolution perfect but look out for the wellness theory which we're going to be launching at the end of the year which encompasses all of those four bodies that i've just mentioned yeah that's awesome and I'll definitely tag them in and then like I said the listeners you can um, get a copy of that and, and have a listen so I think we're there thank you very much Charlotte thanks for your time thanks for having me